Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. And I want to look at three things, really answer three questions. The first question, and I know this might sound like a firm grasp of the obvious, but I want to answer the first question of what faith really is. And then secondly, I want to answer the question of how do we get this kind of faith. And then thirdly, and perhaps more importantly in some ways, I want to answer the question of why it is that God rewards such faith when we just believe. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Satan will do everything in his power to keep a Christian out of the Word of God in prayer. It's easy to get busy. He knows that the Word of God is how we fill the faith tank in our lives. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Pastor J.D. Farag says when we're faithless, he is faithful. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Colossians chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. I want to ask you a question, and I'm going to ask it again. I ask it of myself. Please know. Do you believe? Come on, Pastor. You're insulting me. I don't mean to insult any, anyone. No, I ask you sincerely, honestly, humbly. Do you believe? Do you believe God can do anything? As you have believed, so let it be done for you. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 29, we're told that two blind men followed Jesus, again, pleading with Him to have mercy on them. Then we're told that when Jesus had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and Jesus asks them this question. Do you believe that I am able to do this? I think that's the question that is asked of every single one of us here today. Do you believe that I can bring that wayward daughter, that prodigal son home? Do you believe that I could do that? Do you believe that I can bring a physical healing to your body? Do you believe that I could do that? Do you believe that I can provide for your every need? Do you believe that I can do that? Do you believe that there is nothing too hard for the Lord? Do you believe that? What was their answer? (laughs) They replied to Jesus saying, 
Two words. Yes, Lord. Done. Done. Jesus touches their eyes, and then He says this, and listen please very carefully. According to your faith, let it be done to you. So again, are we to conclude that they, keep in mind, likely blind from birth, We don't know. We're not told. Doesn't matter, really. All we do know is they were blind. And they they go to Jesus. They ask Jesus. Jesus asks them, do you believe that I can heal you so you can see? Their response, yes, Lord. According to your faith, then, let it be done, and they were healed. I wonder, and bear with me on this, I wonder what would have happened if they didn't say yes, Lord. Would they have been healed? We can certainly surmise that had they not even pleaded with Jesus in the first place, which by its very nature is an act of faith, they would have never been healed. I think of what James says, we have not because we ask not. Can I ask you this question? What is it that you have need of that you have not asked Him for? Could it be that you don't have it because you never asked it? Is that too in your face? (laughs) Luke chapter 8, verses 49 through 56. Someone from the house of Jarius who was the synagogue leader, tells him his daughter is dead. She died, which seems to indicate that he was there in the synagogue when Jesus was there teaching. And his daughter was probably very ill, and he had already talked to Jesus about it because this message is, don't bother the teacher anymore. Well, apparently, Jesus overhears this. (laughs) And he says to Jarius, he he just overhears the conversation. Jarius didn't even say anything. He just got news that his daughter died. So Jesus overheard this, and he says to him, listen to this. Don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. And she will be healed. 
So, when Jesus arrives at his house, he takes her by the hand and says, My child, get up. And he resurrects her from the dead. Just believe. What if I told you that these Colossian Christians had that kind of faith? They had the kind of faith to just believe God can do anything. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Here's the question that we need to ask ourselves, and again I include myself. Do we want this kind of faith? Do we want the kind of faith to just believe God for miracles? Now, of course, the first response is going to be, well, of course I do. Okay. Can I say it this way? Put your faith where your mouth is. Wow, Pastor, you're kind of intense today, I know. (laughs) You want to know why? Because the Lord nailed me on this. I cannot even begin to tell you what kind of a week I've had preparing for this teaching on faith. You have to understand that before I can stand here behind this pulpit and teach the Word of God, it has to take up residence in my heart and in my life. And the Lord has to search my heart and search my life, and I have to come face to face with the reality of my own life when it comes to faith. I wonder how many things in my life God would have done had I just believed. I want to take the remainder of our time And I want to look at three things, really answer three questions. The first question, and I know this might sound like a firm grasp of the obvious, but I want to answer the first question of what faith really is. And then secondly, I want to answer the question of how do we get this kind of faith. And then thirdly, and perhaps more importantly in some ways, I want to answer the question of why it is that God rewards such faith when we just believe. What is faith? The writer of Hebrews in chapter 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's a strong word. Maybe I can say it this way, forensic evidence. Forensic evidence of that which is yet unseen, but it's faith that says there's evidence. I don't see it. God hasn't done it, but I believe it. 
Well, that's called blind faith, isn't it? No, 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 no. I would submit that it is an intelligent faith. An intelligent faith based on a God-given intellect that we have. And it has evidence. There's evidence of it. You know, in the Gospels, uh, one has counted some 24 miracles that Jesus did. That's just what's recorded. Now we're also told that there were so many other things. There's no volumes. It would be so voluminous you could not contain it. All the things that Jesus did. And the reason I point that out is because of those 24 miracles, seven of them were proxy prayers. And I'll explain what I mean by that. There was no faith on the part of the person that was healed. Somebody else had the faith, and God honored it. (laughs) I think of the the men, I mean, and it's even noted when Jesus noticed their faith, He saw their faith, whose faith? Four men. They must have really loved this friend of theirs. Oh, to have friends like that. You know what they did? Their friend was paralyzed, probably on his deathbed, so they carried him on his mat to get him to Jesus. And they just believed that if they could just get him to Jesus, Jesus would heal him. But there was a problem. There were so many people in this house, they couldn't even get to him. They couldn't even get in the front room. So what do they do? (laughs) Get this. I mean, (laughs) they get on the roof, and they cut a hole in the roof. I'm sure the owner of the house really appreciated that. And they lower the man on his mat to get him to Jesus. And Jesus, seeing their faith, heals the man. I I wonder, was, was it the man who had faith? No, it says he saw their faith, not the man's faith. He saw their faith, and He healed them. Boy, that should give every one of us here today such encouragement and hope, especially for that son or daughter that's away from the Lord. I've often thought of it this way, that a prodigal son or wayward daughter is no match for a praying parent who prays in faith, just believing God. And when I'm talking about this kind of faith, it's the kind of faith that says, okay, as the story is told of this saint of old, they have this emergency prayer meeting. We need to pray for rain. Our crops are dying. So she goes to this prayer meeting and they're praying for rain she brings an umbrella and opens it up. That's faith. That's faith. I, hey, it's the kind of faith that says, Lord, thank you. I know you will do this. 
You said if I ask anything according to your will, I can have that which I ask for. Is this according to your will? Of course it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the rain. I'm ready. You just wait for the rain. This is the thing, and I... You'll forgive again the, the personal reference, because again, God is doing a work in my life in a profound way. He's teaching me to pray this way, where I pray, and then I say, okay, all right, Lord, let's do this. I can't wait. I can't wait. I know you're going to do it. See my umbrella? Bring it on. Let it rain. Let it rain. How does faith come? Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Again, this is why it is that Satan will do everything he can to keep a Christian out of the Word of God and out of prayer, because he knows it's the deciding factor. See, he knows that the Word of God is how we fill the fuel tank of faith in our lives. And he wants to keep us running on empty, keep us powerless. And he knows that prayer and the Word of God spell his defeat. He's a defeated foe, and he knows that this is the deciding factor. That's how faith comes, by the Word of God, hearing the Word of God. I don't know how it's possible, and I don't mean to be, ah, how do I say this? I want to be loving when I say this. I really don't know how it's possible for a Christian in these last days, as evil as this world is becoming seemingly by the day, I don't know how it's possible for a Christian in these last days to survive without being daily in the Word and in prayer. The Word of God and prayer. Prayer and the Word of God. I don't, I don't know how that's possible. Here's the last one and we'll close. Why is faith rewarded? What is it about faith that gets the attention of Almighty God and moves the hand of a mighty and big God? Well, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith it is impossible to please Him. You know what that means? that if I have faith, it is possible to please Him. Do you want to be pleasing to the Lord? I know I do. Well, when I have faith, I please Him. He is very pleased with my faith. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, listen, I, you could measure my faith 
and find that it's the size of that microscopic mustard seed, that's okay. I'll take it a step further and say, as Paul would write, that when we are faithless, that means no faith, He is still faithful. Even when we come to Him and we say, Lord, I'm just hanging on by a thread here. And as we talked about last week, the thread just broke, if you haven't noticed. The writer of Hebrews goes on to say, For he who comes to God must believe, must believe, just believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I want to leave you with one final thought. Can you imagine any scenario when you would go to the Lord and plead with the Lord and fervently, diligently, effectually pray and seek the Lord, that He would say no? Can you imagine even one scenario in your life as a child of God? How do you as an earthly parent, when your child comes to you, are you not willing to tax the moon and the stars for them? Is there nothing that you would not do for them? If it's good and you're able, you're going to do it. Why would you not? How much more? Our Heavenly Father, who is able, just believe. One last thought. Okay, I know I said that was already one last thought. So the last, last thought, okay. You know, you have to understand, I think I mentioned this last week, the struggle I go through when I'm up here, because I have to, in a moment of time, discern whether or not a thought that comes into my mind, this mind of mine, (laughs) Um, is me or the Lord. And so I have to make that decision and discern, maybe that's just me. No, is that you, Lord? No, it's you, Lord. And this is the Lord. And I want to leave you with this. What is it in your life currently that you can just believe that God will do? I'll just give you a moment. What is it in your life today, currently, that if you just believe that God would do it, He'll do it. He will do it. Just believe. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but that doesn't mean you have to stop learning from God's Word. We encourage you to study the Scriptures for yourself, taking Pastor J.D.'s message here in Colossians to the source and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal His truth to you. You'll always benefit from spending time in the Word. Are you part of a community of believers? If you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family can be a source of support and comfort, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. This is also a place you can serve and encourage others too, and where you can be challenged to dive deeper into your relationship with Christ. 
If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers. Come join us at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website in spiritandtruthradio.com. Just click on Home. There's a lot to discover at our website. You'll find more messages from Pastor J.D.'s Colossians series, along with links to our mobile app and social media pages. You can even listen to the latest Mideast prophecy update from Pastor J.D., a look at the current events in this world and how they line up with Scripture. That website, one more time, is in spiritandtruthradio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth. Holding me true to you.